0: Hey, this is Eric Morgan, host of Christian Talk Radio, broadcasting live each week on Thursday nights from 8 to 9 p.m. Central Standard Time from Fishbowl Studios. So log in to hear a Christian perspective to everyday issues. So be sure to log on each week on Thursday nights from 8 to 9 p.m. Central Standard Time. Catch my show. Myself, Eric Morgan, host of Christian Talk Radio. Come on, jump in. Good. Good evening, good evening. We thank you for joining us again tonight for Christian Talk Radio. My name is Minister Eric Morgan. We're delighted to have you. We have a special guest tonight, Mr. David. Uh, But before we go any further, I'm going to open up in prayer, and then we want to tell you a little bit about our ministry. Dear Father, we thank you tonight for surely that you would have your way in our hearts and minds. Lord God, we ask you to open the eyes to the listeners. Open the hearts to the listeners. Father God, open the ears to the listeners that they may hear you. Lord God, we ask you for restoration tonight. We ask you for healing. We ask you for a breakthrough. Lord, we ask you for confirmation in the name of Jesus, and we know that your will will be done. Thank you. Uh, I'm from Inspiring Higher Purpose Ministry, and we're located at 4912 East Lancaster, Fort Worth, Texas. And our senior pastor is Bishop Bishop. Uh, Patrick Gratz, his lovely wife, the associate pastor, Apostle Jeanette Gratz, and I want to invite you for our Sunday school, and it starts at 9 a.m. to 9.45 a.m. We have some dynamic teachers uh, going uh, through the Bible, different lessons and uh, subjects about Christianity, and we want you to uh, join us. Uh, for Bible study. We also shortly after 1015 a.m. We have a church and it starts at, like I said, 1015 a.m. until God decides. Isn't that amazing? Every Wednesday via Facebook, we have a Sunday school with our, again, one and only associate pastor, Apostle Jeanette Gratz going through the Bible. And we have different guests that she invite. Uh, really really dynamic teachers that expound on the word of God and we want to invite you to share and spend some time as they go through that every week amen we also have a weekly uh, food drive pantry and it varies from week to week so I want to give you two numbers that you can call so you can uh, participate in that and if you don't choose to perhaps someone that you know may and one number this is our Apostle Jeanette Gratz. Her number is 817-225-5554. Again, 817-225-5554. Man, and the uh, bishop, his number is 817-210-8728. The bishop's number Uh, patrick grass is 817-210-8728 we are a listener supported ministry we gladly accept donations and love gifts to advance god's kingdom so we also invite you we challenge you to uh sow into the kingdom of god with your love gifts we really do appreciate your assistance and your support as we can continue to be on the air and advance god's kingdom amen and that number is Zale 682 5889 Again, Zale 682 5889 We have uh, an awesome, uh, awesome show tonight. But we have a sponsor. We have a, we want to invite you. Also, we are, supporting the community outreach this Saturday and Sunday worship on the lawn with Pastor Randall Franklin and uh, it's at 4436 Shackleford Street and that is in Fort Worth Texas 76119 it's off of Miller uh, South and that starts uh, Saturday June the 25th from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. and what they're doing they're just uh, saturating the community as they're outreaching with haircuts they have food they have games and other resources and for those of you that want the number the number is eight one seven seven five one zero one zero one and then it'll be an overflow for sunday ten thirty a.m it's going to be a really awesome time again with pastor randall franklin and his uh members worship on the lawn community outreach saturday This Saturday, June 25th from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. I want to invite you to come and uh, have a great Holy Ghost time with the pastor at Worship on the Lawn this weekend. Now, as we about to uh, go into our uh, broadcast, we still have our guest this month. God has really allowed him to uh, share some experiences, some uh, advice with us about the uh, mental health and uh, we just want to allow him to give us some awareness and some support again tonight it's really informative it's really educational it's really beneficial and we thank you for joining us tonight and at this particular time I want to give him uh, an opportunity to uh, express what he has for us tonight as listeners and I'm going to turn the mic over to uh, Mr. David. David, Mr. David. <laughs> My friend, how are you doing this evening?
1: I'm fine, thank you.
0: Man, it's so refreshing that uh, you choose and desire to share this with our listeners. It's been so informative, I, even for myself and some of the other listeners has called me and uh, supported the things that you're talking about, and some of them uh, are just want to be not recognized, but they have let me know that it's really been important and significant. Some of the issues that you've discussed on the air the last several weeks and it's been very beneficial. I, I have a a friend that has uh four MHMR homes and they've been listening, some of them and uh, they are functioning highly, but they've listened to the broadcast and some of the information you've given me about your online. Uh, I put it tuned in and put it on the phone. I went actually went over there and put it on the phone where they could watch it, and it's been really informative in educational. I just wanted to tell you that. So uh, if you have something, uh, Mr. David, that you want to talk to us about tonight, we have some topics here, but if you have something that you just want to particularly share with us that you have a burning desire to do you can feel free to do that. If not, I have some questions for you.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Yeah.
1: Okay, since you asked. uh, (laughs) Okay. All right, good. Uh, Good, that's good. uh, uh, One uh, of the thing that uh, is kind of crucial with the patient that I work with is, once again, like their struggle with, I'm not good enough. and and of course, the pressure to be good enough, to pressure to measure up, to pressure to earn God's acceptance, not only acceptance from people, they want to earn God's acceptance uh, by being good enough, when actually, if you have faith in Jesus uh, I mean of course there is the conflict I mean even inside the church there is a debate of whether we are saved by faith or good work good works but um, so I made a a YouTube video about that uh, and if you go to YouTube and type in uh, grace versus works and if you type in after that gift Uh, I share my view on how when James in the book of James says Mm -hmm. you know faith without good work is dead Mm -hmm. I come across from the perspective of a therapist how Mm -hmm. that does a lot of uh, damage because it you know and because we are so focused on trying to be good enough uh, that birth just becomes a huge uh, obstacle so I see my patients and then th- even though they have faith in Christ they still think they have to be good enough and they have and that puts the more pressure on them uh-huh. and it does not help their well-being it actually makes it worse so I just wanted to share about that um, uh, so that, thank you for letting me share about that YouTube video that I made. <laughs> yes, that's good. <laughs> but 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 every day, like for twenty years that I have been involved in this work, that's the key issue: uh, p- people trying to be good enough, mm-hmm. people trying to measure up, and when Bible verse says, you know contrary to that 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 you are saved by gift of god it has to be gift because if you earn it if you say i earn it it no longer becomes a gift mm-hmm. it's <laughs> it's just like you lose the whole the concept of a grace because grace means it's undeserved so just want to emphasize that again that regarding god's unconditional love uh you are unconditionally loved uh, you are unconditionally accepted through blood of Christ uh and once you have that peace that assurance that's when you can have peace and joy and when you have peace and joy you what follows is good works i mean <laughs> you're not going to do bad work because you have peace and joy and you want to like reach out and share that with other people rather than thinking good works comes first rather than having it backward Mm -hmm. right so uh, that's us that's the way I um, approach with my I have been approaching it with my patient in the past if they do have that spiritual Christian faith that's where we kind of take a look at that. Uh, you know versus how they were approaching and it 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 liberates them it empowers them and that's the key uh, to be empowered Uh, through saving grace of Christ that you don't have to earn it Christ has already done it for you you just need to walk your faith right you just Mm -hmm. need to walk your faith you don't have to work your faith and that takes off the number one enemy of mental health and emotional health, which is pressure. The pressure, the pressure, the pressure, the pressure. pressure. Yeah, I just wanted to share that, yeah.
0: I really do appreciate uh, you sharing that with our listeners tonight, because it's really significant, especially we being a, a Christian talk, we want to emphasize the Christianity. However, we understand that some of your patients and some other individuals who are still experiencing a mental and emotional health issues can't really grasp the concept and the principle of christianity because of that do you believe uh
1: it's not that they don't grasp it mm-hmm. i don't i don't know if that's what I, if i understood you correctly but even among genuine Christians. True,
0: that's true.
1: Because even in church, you know, in church we have this different point of view. One denomination says, you, you are saved by, you know, faith without good work is dead," true. Following the book of James. And the other den- denomination says, you are saved by grace alone. And then there's even a YouTube video by some Catholic um, leader who, who says Bible never says you are saved by grace alone and he he has this argument and then I'm looking at him as like, I like what are you talking about <laughs> because either you are either saved by grace or works that's mm-hmm. the only two choice you have okay yeah. in terms of being saved you are either saved by grace of God it's a gift or by good work mm-hmm. so if it's not by good work mm-hmm. Of course, and it's only by grace of God, and you know, Bible doesn't doesn't have to say it because you you logically you can deduct that logically, you know, because Bible does not actually talk about Trinity either, but we talk about Trinity uh, as a Christians, we know what that is. Even the Bible never actually used that term Trinity. It's how we understood Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit together. Yes. So Bible talks about that, even though it doesn't say exactly Trinity. That's something you know we came up with, but the concept. Trium God. Yeah, it's, it concept is there. So that this this calculation he <coughs> seems like some kind of. Priest or leader, and he's, he he like like uh, he was like pick, nitpicking what Bible verse said, and he said Bible never said you are saved by grace alone. Yeah, but yeah, that's an example, and of course, uh, saved by grace, it is a gift of God. So yeah, yeah, so. A lot of people talk, talk technicality, and that's something that I just don't like because I, when I deal with my patients, and in the past, uh, I talk about the reality. Mm-hmm. How does this play out in reality, mm-hmm. right? Because. You know people who are nitpicking and they they talk about technical and they talk about like academically or in in theologically or as a theologian that's all fine but human being we are driven by our own uh, concept so we there's a lot of misunderstanding number one and we tend to be driven by our worst fear so When you read a verse like what James says, like, faith without work is dead, that just, like, hits you, like, it's almost like hits you below the belt. Yeah. (laughs) Right? At your vulnerable spot. The, the, The part that we are so afraid of, the part of us that doubts like is God's grace really that good that he will love me unconditionally it is. and it opens that that Pandora's box that's what it does that kind of a burst, right mm. it just makes things worse. it's it doesn't help so that's what I talk about for 30 minutes in my video on the YouTube grace versus work and then if you type in gift I talk about that mm. uh, how this does so much damage yeah
0: yeah I think you know that's a good topic you know and uh, what I want to ask you a question about one of the books that you've uh, recommended for our listeners and I want you to expound on that healing the inner child the Bible says uh, a healing the inner child by Dr. Snipes
1: okay that's a YouTube video yeah it is the YouTube video and it's very accessible right Uh So
0: healing the inner child. Yeah. Healing yeah. the inner child. You so so what are you saying that an individual that's already grown should go back into his childhood to realize who he has, is as an adult? Is is
1: because the key to therapy the the, the thing that blocks people to recover from mm-hmm. addiction or mental emotional issue mm-hmm. is the pain. Mm-hmm and because that's what trauma is you know like Oprah Winfrey right she's Mm -hmm. a survivor of a sexual trauma Mm -hmm. okay so and like PTSD if you were in, in in a war in Iraq as a as a or, or Afghanistan go ahead you were about But to For say those
0: I, for our listeners don't know what PTSD would you explain? Right.
1: Uh, Post traumatic uh syndrome trauma. Right. Post traumatic
0: stress syndrome.
1: Stress syndrome, right? You know better than I do. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but we need to, for they can right. know what it is and right. what what it, where it, where it comes right. from. Right
1: because it is well known, like if you were in a war,
0: absolutely.
1: I mean, that's where we that that first became known. Like yes. if you were in a war, and also Vietnam, Vietnam, right. exactly. Like right. I mean, I'm sure World War Two, World War One caused trauma too, but we just somehow did not talk about it that much. It, except, I think World War Two. Yeah, I, I'm sure any kind that's of good. war caused same kind of a trauma. Uh, but then uh in the forties and fifties, people kind of like tended not to talk about things. you know there was like trying to be yep. censorship in terms of decent i don 't want to rock the boat kind of thing right mm-hmm. but then in the with the vietnam war we under we got full measure of what uh, how ugly war is. And then, so our soldiers, if they fought in Afghanistan and, and Iraq, when they return to the society, we all understand about their trauma and how it makes it difficult for them to get back into the society because, uh, so that's what the trauma does. That's what, uh, the, the power of a trauma, so there is, in counseling there is a, even a, a, a trauma therapy, focusing on trauma, right? Mm-hmm. But then that's, it's not, but because all the patients that I work with, they had incredible amount of emotional pain as a child or as a teenager. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just pretty much given. In the, the past 20 years, I, I did this kind of work. It's, it's just given like I have never met somebody who did not have very very difficult we are talking about sexual uh, sexual abuse right mm-hmm. by uncle relatives gr- grandfather mm-hmm. <laughs> neighbor the teenagers in the neighborhood and then yeah that and also when parents go through divorce uh, there is a sense of abandonment mm-hmm. and that that Makes you question your worth, right? Okay. Right. Why didn't dad stay in the relationship for me? Why did he have to leave? And the child think in his own or her logical way. Oh, because I'm not good enough. Mm
2: -hmm. There's
1: that, right? There, there is a sense of not good enough, and also the 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 verbal abuse, right? Mm -hmm. The the physical abuse, and that leads to pain. And you have pain. Now, physical pain physical injury you can fix it with a medical <laughs> right help right but how do you heal the emotional pain mm-hmm. because this is inside of you and this is the iceberg we, uh, I talk about what you see on the surface that's nothing compared to what's below the surface right so if you have emotional pain and then number one thing about what makes this even w- difficult is that our sense of denial Mm we not we don't like to talk about it we don't even want to acknowledge it that's why this is this It's like having toxic substance in your house Mm -hmm. right just because you put a rug over it right that doesn't make it right this is toxic it's like cancer you just because you don't talk about it you don't deal with it that doesn't mean it's gonna go away and that pain right that pain it has to be healed so that's why i i urge our, um, uh, our listeners to check out on the youtube a video by a lady named stephanie fast mm-hmm. so stephanie with a p fast she the tissue it,
0: box technique
1: tis- that's my video that i <coughs> made tissue box Good. That that's to help people to communicate mm-hmm. And release their feeling.
0: Would you share that with our listeners? Oh, okay. So, thank you. So they are no exactly. So on
1: the another video th- that I made, um, in order to help people to uh, have get some knowledge about, is the number one thing. So so when our pa- so when my patient has like you know how how oftentimes it's 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 the mother. <laughs> <laughs> who cause a lot of pain and it's the mother and also dad too, but a lot of time it's the mother because a lot of time when there is a divorce, it's the single mom who has to take care of the child, right? Mm. So that's why it's actually the mother who's present who, who get actually get the to backlash. be backlash Yeah. Like because dad is not there. Dad is like absent so minded it, it, yeah, it's gone, right? <laughs>
0: Pretty She's much a blame.
1: Yeah, and because mom has to work two, three jobs, and she's under incredible amount of stress herself. She never grew up learning how to communicate or acknowledge the children when they express their feelings. So that's, that causes pain uh, for, for, because a lot of time, even like when a, when a child is a victim of a sexual abuse, a lot of time they don't even talk about it. They don't even know this is something I should talk about. That—that's how bad it—it it has been in in our societies for so long.
0: So it's a it's a life controlling issue.
1: It just—I don't know who who's controlling it. It's just the way. You know how
0: we. It's a secret. Yeah. It, it's guilt. It's shame.
1: Of course. And and then the thing is they don't even have the relationship where they can talk about these things right that's how bad it is it's, it's like
0: isolation
1: Isolation, right like it's, it's like they're not even there kind of thing because everybody's preoccupied with their own issue and pain so child oftentimes does not even know they should be talking about these things right mm-hmm. and and at, at occasions when they do have the courage to talk about it, what happens is that mom
0: <laughs> sh- shoots it down. She's in denial. Yes,
1: she she the mom shoots it down
0: because it leans to her for allowing it to happen.
1: That, and not all, being protected again denial. They yeah. don't want to, and then like they they, you know, how can I believe you? Maybe that kind of thing is going on. But th- that happens a lot. So, and and that hurts that does even more damage than if you can believe it than the sexual abuse itself for you to have the courage to share that with your trusted one but they don't believe you and they do nothing in fact uh, 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 (coughs) sometimes it's not just that they do nothing they continue to have that perpetrator be in their home, in their life so, so guess what, what's going to happen to that child in terms of a trust, in terms of their worth, in terms of their value. It, it got trampled to the ground, yep. right? So they're going to carry that with them. So if they did, did that, share that uh, truth with the, the trusted one and they get trampled, you know what, how they're going to approach life after that. So that's that's kind of the pain that that must be dealt with in order for them to to be validated, Mm -hmm. because this pain that something that no one like really validated validated them for no one listened to them number one no one validated their pain right that has to be fixed before they can move on because this is what we call unfinished business right Mm -hmm. and it also it's like a cancer it it, this must be dealt with before you can because i you know in in my past i run into the people and these people actually gone through therapy okay with the professional counselors using uh, cognitive therapy what we call cognitive therapy right so and then some of them had like 50 sessions okay and i the things that i talked to them about they go nobody told me about that yeah David you are the first one who who, who's talking to me like i'm a human being like on on their level they actually say (coughs) like i feel like you care and I'm going, what do you mean these are <coughs> professional counselors? That's what they should have been doing. Like, they learn this stuff. They have a master's degree. They are licensed. And like, you didn't get that from them? And, and they say no. Yep. Because cognitive therapy, the unfortunate thing about that is, that you. they work on making a rational decision, making a good decision, right? That's all good, yes. And that's all good and necessary. However. If you don't heal their emotional pain, right? Mm-hmm. all that cognitive, the, the negative way of looking at cognitive is yeah, it's a good idea, <laughs> but you know how we talk on the street, right? Oh, that's a good idea, but in practicality, is that realistic, right? right? That kind of stuff. We talk about that, right? That's a good idea, that uh, academically sounds good, but what about in reality, right? So that's the negative thing negative thing about the most popular model of counseling used is called cognitive therapy and it, it 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 it's dealing with your rational mind your 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 rational mind logical mind but human being you know we are made more than that we are made of spirit the soul the heart and so one of the profound thing that book that I talked about, uh, Stephen uh, Covey's Seven Hobbits of Highly Effective People, there is a phrase in that book that's really profound. The phrase says, the heart has its reasons which reason is not aware of. Mm -hmm. The heart has its reasons Mm -hmm. which reason is not aware of. And that's where also like Freud talks about our subconscious right what we do the subconscious like things that we're not aware of that influence and influence us right yeah. so that makes perfect sense so as a human being we, we need to be healed of your emotional pain what's in your heart right mm-hmm. you, you need to cleanse that uh, before you can move on uh, you, uh <clears throat> using rational thinking and
0: yeah and all that yeah uh yes, this evening we are with uh, Mr. Dave and our mental health and awareness support freedom i have a uh three words that I want you to expound on when we talk and discussing mental health awareness, where do you see clinically an individual that's still in therapy in recovery in management or in healing I think it's three different steps recovery management or healing and I say recovery when we talk about recovery I believe that when you have been introduced or you have engaged in therapy and You've shared it with someone, they've become aware of it, you've become aware of it, you've expressed it, and you're on the road to recovery. Or you're not in either one, and you understand that you have personal issues from the past, it or from depends, the present, it
1: depends. and you
0: just learn to live with it, and you manage it.
1: You know the saying, Everybody is different? Yes. Yeah, it, the, everybody is a unique individual right Mm -hmm. no one individual is same as other right so it that's how you need to approach it the 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 recovery or therapy it has to be each individual is unique Mm -hmm. and you need to find that's what you need to do you need to find out who they are right you need to understand who they are what they went through now The general dynamic, right? There is a general dynamic that's similar with pretty much everybody, right? But then, still, what each, the healing starts when individual gets seen as an individual, not as a group or like a a cookie cutter kind of thing, right? Individual, that's necessary. Individual has to be seen as a, individual and the the healing and the treatment has to be done per that individual their specific need their specific uh, situation and all that so it's different Mm. so it's different you could be in therapy for 10 years and you, you may still be stuck where you were because Number one, maybe nobody actually got to the bottom of your pain and also even if they did, you know, how ready, how quickly will you be ready to move on? It depends on the magnitude of their pain, right? And then depends on uh, how much support they have and how much rational mind they can use. Yeah, it has a lot of uh, variables, so everybody's different.
0: We're going to take a few moments for pause for station identification and then we will be right back with you in a moment. We're going to continue our show. Uh, We thank you for the break. Uh, Yes, we are talking tonight about mental health awareness and support with Mr. Dave. We thank you for tuning in. We want to uh, talk about the uh, recovery and management and healing again, Dave. And we had gotten on the management where the recovery is, is when they've expressed that they have some issues and they're in counseling and then the other that are not in counseling and they have learned to manage what is going on in their life and i say that because they they're aware of their conscientious that something has transpired in their life in the past or in adolescence or in young adult <clears throat> and they've learned to live with it they haven't really shared that with anybody they've learned to manage it it's just like you know if if they once you're in a car wreck you can't be afraid to drive you got to continue driving or if you handicap you get a prosthesis and you just your leg's been amputated you get a prosthesis and you continue moving on. This is what I'm saying, you learn to manage. You don't say, "Oh, I'm, I'm just a handicap. I've got one leg. I got to stop living my life. I'm going to hop around." No, they've got innovative medicine now and different things that we can use to manage the things that are going on in my life. What do you say about that, David? Oh,
1: no, on on Another way of looking at, of course, if you have no choice, you have to do the best you can with the, with the limited resource you have and the situation you are in, but that does not... Because I think God, He does not want us just live our life, manage our life. God wants us to be living with freedom, peace, and joy. Mm-hmm. That, that's the ultimate. So, and, and a lot of people, in, 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 a, in a way it's good that you have learned to do the best you can with the limited resource you have, but then that does not mean that you should just settle for that, so there there's a fine line, and this can be tricky too, like should I go for these things or should I just be satisfied, so there's a different way of looking at that, but I think God. I mean, Jesus came and he he said, "I came to give you life, not just life, but abundant life." Yes. And what is abundant life? Living with grace of Christ, yes. where you are unconditionally loved, instead of living with pressure, fear, uh, t- intimidation, timidness. I mean, all these things. This is what I live with, <laughs> growing up as a child and as a teenager and as a young adult. So. Why did you, why, Dave? Would you mind me asking? I had my share of a difficult childhood. Okay. Uh, there was physical abuse. At school, <laughs> by the teachers, where I grew up in in Korea, it was very strict. E- yeah, because Korea, you know, Korea. Even now, we have North Korea, yes, and South. like, and South Korea has to deal with North Korea. And then Korea had to survive World War Two. We, That's had, good. Been, we That's had been, really good, we had been, we had been colonized by Japan for thirty some years.
2: That's good, baby.
1: And we after the after the World War Two the. Japan had took all our resources, you know, because th- we were, co- were oppressed. We were colonized. Yeah, p-
0: politically we were oppressed.
1: Politically, military, they colonized us. Uh-huh. Yeah. They, they, that's they great. were the ruler. So you
0: know firsthand about this.
1: Yes, that's Absolutely. Korea, and that's the difficulty and the pain of people who went through the 50s, 60s, 70s, they understand the difficulties of life because we were oppressed. You know about them being oppressed, yes, right? Absolutely. The oppression, right? Yes, yes. And, and then after World War II we are this poor country and then and then what, what happens to us? Korean War, okay? Like right. we are right. down and we get kicked again. So yep. we have to go through the Korean War and then we go through dictatorship because awesome. right and the dictatorship and we went through this many many years of dictatorship and because of the, that kind of atmosphere uh, sco- at school in the 70s when I when I grew up in Korea teacher can beat you up yes. with a with a baseball bat yes. and yes. nobody will like say anything because teachers had that authority the yes. authority figure and they can slap you. A, a male teacher, when I was like six years old, he came and he got mad at me for some reason, and he slapped me several times. Physically? Yes. He slapped me. You remember? Yeah. I was six years old. Wow. I'm not... I wasn't 16. I was six years old and... Just and, a little baby. Yeah. Wow. So, So so that, that kind of pain Shot- and that kind of uh, <laughs> harshness, right? I grew up in that. And then my brother, she would... Do the same thing because in, in back then Korea, even now, we have a mandatory military service. You serve two when years.
0: When you were 18, you were drafted
1: eighteen or nineteen or like somehow like you do get mandatory and america had that too that's why we before after the vietnam war the government put a stop to that but we had that mandatory draft even in america right that's but vietnam good. the pain of vietnam had had the government put a stop to that but korea we <coughs> had that uh, uh... mandatory military service and when you get go to military Are you alright? <coughs> oh, yeah, okay, you get treated like animal. Wow! Like they they would beat you <coughs> worse than if you are criminals. I mean, they, really? because their menta- mentality is we need to toughen you up in order to fight North Korea. Mm. I think that was my the, the mentality. That was a strategy. Because we are at a war. Even the Korea and North Korea, even now, we are still. They see it as development. It, it, so we are at war. We never had a peace treaty. Right, right. So we are technically still at war. So, And we had North right. Korea had guerrillas sent send to the South, and people would get assassinated. and I mean, all that. It was a very, 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 very tough so top, top situation. <laughs> and what does that do to a family now nah, i mean i know peop- I, I know people who who grew up at my age who never got abused or physically hit by their family but then there are others that the society like you know like they experience they they accept it like this is you know in the in the korean culture is that we grew up with this there's that culture of life is pain <laughs> We actually believe that. Life is pain. Because Korea, all that the survival, the survival, oppression, just trying to survive, and authority figure, like the, the Asian conservative, it's kind of similar to Texas too, <laughs> right? The Southern state, the Southern state with its like, uh, with its very controlling, like, uh, that kind of a culture we have in the South, right? So you know, Korea had that too. Uh, so I grew up with my own issue of um, uh, worthlessness. Uh, <coughs> me and my patient, we 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 say the same things. Like I grew up, like I'm I need to be. I'm like I'm walking on eggshells. Mm-hmm. Right? Is that saying
0: same as like paranoid, David?
1: No, it's, it's more than paranoid. It's living with fear.
0: Fear.
1: The anxiety, the number one thing that really makes anxiety difficult is that dread. What if? Right? Dread of if the future. Happened. Oh, yeah. yeah. What's around the corner? Okay, what's around the corner? Because once you're so used to having people huh. give you pain.
0: Yeah, you look for it.
1: You don't. It's not that you look for it because the number one thing about human nature is that self-preservation, right? <laughs> self-defense, right? That's the number one instinct every human being has: the self-preservation, self-defense to protect yourself from the danger, right?
2: Okay, okay. We, we had
1: that from starting from the caveman. You know, right, we were chased right. by animals, and yeah. right? Yeah that that you know psychology we talk about that this is in 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 our gene right the the need to feel safe the need to handle the danger and that's what why they talk about how man we kind of approach things differently in marriage that cause problem because of our instinct that the survival that we why doesn't, for example, women are Mm multidimensional when they talk and think but men, we are just one dimensional, we are like a railroad track, right? we are like a train on a railroad Mm -hmm. while women are like a planes they can do all the loops and the, they can go all over the place like, like right that's what woman is they think like that they talk like it and their conversation jumps from one thing to another it's that's like good, are you still talking about that honey no i'm talking about this now it's like, but, but how can you jump to that you didn't tell me that like, you're like that kind of stuff right so, oh, man. so it's like a train trying to keep up with the oh, with the man. airplane that's doing circus circus <laughs> loop, number right? Th- that's what happens with a man and a woman, right? Yeah. So yeah, so so, so these basic instincts and so because our number one instinct is self preservation and to to avoid danger, avoid pain, once you have that exposure to those pain and danger as a child that's what it's like a radar your mind is constantly like a radar spinning, spinning, spinning looking for the enemy where's the enemy, right? where's the enemy that's and good. what do I need to do to that's so good. that
0: that's
1: good, to, so I don't go through that pain ever again that I went through as a child yeah. that's this good. becomes your number one mission in life that's right.
0: good. That's really good.
1: So that's why if you are looking for pain, because you it's not that you want to, you're not even you aware of condition for Yes. It. Because you have to. This is an instinct self yeah. preservation thing. Yeah. And you yeah. don't you don't even realize that's what's happening. It just takes over. Yeah, because it but it it, it makes sense, doesn't it? it when you look sense. at it that way. It there is sense. no way that you will not dread the future. It's a survival mechanism. Yes, because we will do anything to avoid pain. To the point, w- we will reach out to the alcohol, drug, the needles, heroin, crack to avo- to avoid pain. Because how can how, who can handle pain? I mean, who how, how can we blame anybody to trying to reduce their pain? Right? Yeah, they are in pain.
2: Absolutely.
1: And but the thing is, they are they have this emotional pain, psychological pain. That just they have it. 24 hours a day and they had it for 10 years, 20 years, 30 years that's the burden that they are carrying. So
0: David, is this multicultural or is it isolated to a race? Would you say? No,
1: human nature is the same. Human nature is the same. Pain is the same. Just like sin is universal. What is sin? One human being causing pain to another human being that's what sin is yeah. and you don't mean to do it you don't even realize you're doing it growing up I, I, I hit I hit my own nephew okay so that's what it is even though so growing up I, I my number-one mission right I'm not gonna do the way I was treated right okay. the, the beating the, okay. the slapping okay. the, like abuse no, it's not just abuse. The beating. Okay. okay. Abuse can be so yeah, ab- abstract. Behavior. I got beat up. Okay. As a five-year-old, my big brother, who is twenty-one years old, he hit me on the side of the head. So to the point, I fall down to the to the floor. Right, that okay. kind of stuff. Okay. My brother, he got so mad, he picked up a metal chair and hit me with it. Yeah. He picked up a metal chair. He's wow. twenty-one years old. I'm like six years old. Think about what kind of person. It's like David and Goliath. Well, at the least size, David. The size. At, at least David and Goliath. It's a that's war, right? But this is
0: your brother. Yeah, yeah. That's just a the size. He's right? twenty-one, and you're six.
2: That's and he good. has
1: that kind of rage, right? Yeah. Right. That kind of and uh, that kind of sin. That kind of Hurt you give to another person where is he coming from? What was he thinking that you would do that right yes, that understand. that that's unacceptable so that's what sin is that 's what pain that because my brother he the pain he went through as a child himself yeah. dealing with my father how how he saw got trauma uh, but seeing my mom and what dad did to each other and like that kind of trauma so there is a trauma it that's another thing it's not just like a war or a physical physical like gang gang fight or guns or knife that cause you trauma but two children when they see people causing pain to each other that's trauma too so if you witness abuse, verbal, physical abuse, in your family between your mom and your and your dad, for example, that's trauma to you also. That this is like it really, really covers whole bunch of areas. So that's what that does. Um, so that. So number one thing about human being, that defense mechanism, self-preservation, right? So why do you worry so much? (coughs) Because they're not stupid, okay? Human being, if we keep on doing something over and over again, there's something causing us to do it, or there's something, here's the thing, there's some kind of benefit to that thing. We don't just do something that's 100% harmful and has no benefit and we don't do that over and over again so that's the part you have to realize what do I get out of this thing that I want to stop this but why do I keep on doing it what is it giving me and a lot of time you are not aware of it and then part of you is in denial so that's why that it, it makes it very difficult to be then that's why you need professional Outside, a <coughs> professional person to kind of look at that together with you with a naked eye uh-huh. so they can point those out to you. So, people having anxiety, if you, are, if you are a survivor of abuse and trauma and difficult life, yeah, you're gonna have anxiety because you're gonna be looking out for the next thing. That's where the and, and my and, and patients talk about they say this like I'm waiting for the other shoes to drop wow that's what they're doing because i'm so my life has been so filled with this thing this is the natural thing and i'm just waiting for when is it going to happen again who's going to hurt me again who's going to reject me who's going to abandon me who's going to disappoint me who's going to make me frustrated who's going to stab me in the back again who's going to hurt me Yeah, I'm waiting for the other shoes to drop. So that's the same concept as walking on eggshell. Or like uh, if you see animals in the wild, you know how even when they are eating something, they keep on constantly looking around for the predator? Yeah, they do. That's what we do too. Yeah, We're doing the same thing. We are looking for the next predator. Who's going to come and hurt me again? Because that's the story of their life. And of course, once you go down this path and you say, I'm, I'm, I'm not good enough, I'm worthless. You actually accentuate these pains that other people can give you because since <coughs> you are worthless, only way for you to feel valuable is by doing things for other people. The, the, the value, your value has to come from outside so that's why they have this such a huge dependence on other people they care so much about what other people say about them or do to them and they are like become so hypersensitive uh, and and they are all they are being bombed they become vulnerable
2: mm-hmm.
1: because of the once this thing goes bad it's like a it's like a snowball going down the hill right once things go bad in the wrong way <coughs> it just like mushroom itself into it and that's the result and and on, until you come to this realization where does my word come from does it come from within or does it come from outside and you have to make that decision because if you say oh my worth comes from outside you are stuck depending yeah. on people depending on people who have their own issue who have their own agenda who have who have their own trash to deal with and you're going to depend on them to make you feel valuable so yeah and that's that's the definition of insanity <laughs> you depend on human being to give you something That should come from eternal, that should come from God, that should come from your faith in what God says. That's the problem. So that's what they have to realize that you have to make that choice. Does my word come from inside or from outside? Uh, And what do I want to work on? Do I want to work on controlling people, make them do things the way I wish they would do or am I going to work on myself or am I going to work on my uh, response to them because here's the really another really profound statement and uh, a lot of self-help books talk about it the the, ter- the term responsibility right Self-help book talk about responsibility. And people think responsibility means, oh, you do the right thing and you do your duty. But in recovery and self-improvement, responsibility is made of two words. Response, ability. Responsible person, what that person needs to do more, thank you. (coughs) What that person needs to do more than anything else is you control your response. Mm Response ability. Yes. You have the ability to choose your response. That's good. But then people cannot choose their response if you have emotional pain. That's like crying out below the surface, and there's hell going on. The chaos, pain, right? Chaos is going on. You cannot choose, you know, rationally your response so that's why once you receive validation someone recognize your pain someone understand your pain and they validate you and they tell you like Oprah Winfrey her key phrase is it's not what's wrong with you right because that's what people like that that's what they believe whether they are dealing with drug or mental health health issue, they say, oh, this is what's wrong with me. Oprah Winfrey is arguing with you. No, it's not what's wrong with you. You were not born that way. When you were born as a baby, you were born with purity, greatness, 100% value. <coughs> it's not what's wrong with you, but it's what happened to you. Okay, right. That's the key. Okay,
0: We uh, really want to thank you for listening to our broadcast tonight but unfortunately that's all the time that we have uh the topic was mental health awareness and support with our guest mr dave and myself uh, minister eric morgan keys to freedom spiritually we invite you to tune back in next week and we are going to close now Hey, this is Eric Morgan, host of Christian Talk Radio, broadcasting live each week on Thursday nights from 8 to 9 p.m. Central Standard Time from Fishbowl Studios. So log in to hear a Christian perspective to everyday issues. So be sure to log on each week on Thursday nights from 8 to 9.